0: Welcome to the ONS Energy Talks, a podcast where you meet experts on energy, technology and sustainability.
1: Welcome to the ONS Energy Talks. I'm Anne Ekan from ONS and with me today I have Kenneth Medlock from the Baker Institute in Houston. We're here to talk about the US presidential election, which no doubt will have significant consequences on many fronts. The focus of today's talk is the global energy markets. So Ken, thanks for joining us today.
0: It's a pleasure to be here and thanks for asking me.
1: So we're now right on the countdown to the US presidential election. What will likely happen with energy policies if Biden wins?
0: Well, if Biden wins, uh, undoubtedly energy policy will will take a turn. Um, uh, I think first and foremost, you'll see a, a, a re-emphasis, much as you had under the previous administration with uh, with with Obama, on environmental issues. Um, you know, this gets into things that um, you know. Uh, have really been rolled back under the Trump administration related relating to the, the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act and various other regulations that um, will, I think, almost immediately be reinstituted, thinking about methane regulations and, and other things. But uh, more generally, um, I think you will see an emphasis on uh, trying to push forward with a clean energy standard. Um, and to the extent that that can be nationwide, I think the administration will certainly push in that direction.
1: Thank you. And how about the consequences if Trump continues to president, as president?
0: Well, ironically, um, I don't think the end result is terribly different, um, but it will be motivated by a different set of factors. Um, uh, in general, across the energy industry, there has been uh, increasing pressure to reduce carbon intensity of operations, uh, address not only scope one, two, uh, but also three emissions. Um, uh, which means really figuring out ways to engage in, in, in operating more deeply in offset markets, thinking about ways to reduce carbon footprints within their own operations. Firms, uh, particularly in the hydrocarbon carbon intensive space, are already moving in that direction. Uh, on the power front, um, you know, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of what we've been seeing, which has largely been motivated by state uh, policies and and local preference. So, you know, at the end of the day, what it means is the energy sector is going to get cleaner. Um, it's really that simple. Uh, but I think the driving, the, the, the main driving factor is going to be ESG sentiment among investors and consumer preference.
1: Very interesting. And in your opinion, what are the biggest uncertainties tied to the election with regards to energy policies?
0: Whew. Uh, on the uncertainty front, it's probably how stiff um, the regulatory burden might become, um, you know, without a doubt, if, if the Trump, uh, administration remains in office, then, um, those regulatory burdens are probably going to, we're going to see more of the same, a continu- continuation of, uh, of rollback, um, if the Biden administration were to come into into office, I think you get a very different sort of view. And I think what remains uncertain is what remains uncertain is how burdensome sort of new regulatory oversight might become, uh, and to what extent things like carbon pricing or uh, portfolio standards ultimately uh, uh, drive. Uh, industries, uh, I mean, firms across the energy industry, electricity, oil, gas, et cetera, uh, uh, into um, doing things that are a little bit more costly, uh, but ultimately achieve the goal of reducing emissions.
1: So one of the things, uh, looking at the U.S. from the outside, we're wondering if Biden were to win, do you think he would take the U.S. back into the Paris Agreement?
0: Absolutely. Um, In fact, uh, I, I think of, of all of the things that can be said with regard to a Biden administration uh, and what it will bring for the U.S. presence in the global energy scene and global energy discussions is that um, bringing the U.S. back into the Paris Accords. Because um, you know, you, I and many others have been critical, actually, of the Trump administration removing its removing the U.S. from the Paris Accords. But um, you really don't have a voice in the discussion if you don't have a seat at the table. And, and when you talk about Uh, climate negotiations. This is something uh, uh, dealing with energy transitions and climate change that is multilateral by definition. It is a problem of the global commons, So having a seat at the table is critical. And so absolutely, I think that the Biden administration will, will see that that happens.
1: So you alluded to it earlier, but regardless of who wins, do you think there's any chance that we will see CO2 taxes in the U.S. in the next four years? And why, why not?
0: Uh, just to reframe the question, if we'll see a, a CO2 tax? A C- the-
1: CO2 tax in the US for the oh, next okay. four years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I
0: think, regardless of who wins, the momentum for that is growing and it's growing with bipartisan support, which I think is very important. Um, uh, you know, layering into all of this, of course, is the significant growth in the budget deficit that is not unique to the United States, but uh, is a knock on of COVID and we're not out of it yet. So, uh, the need for government revenues uh, is growing. Uh, and certainly that's one mechanism through which you can you can generate revenue in the short term to address the budget shortfalls that have been uh, matriculating because of COVID. So, um, you know, that said, there are other policies that are in play, like uh, that are based on nature based solutions that would affect the ag sector positively, the Growing Climate Solutions Act. But there's certainly a lot of interest in seeing... A carbon tax or a carbon fee and dividend, where there's a rebate provided to lower income households, things of that nature. All of this is on the table, and and I think regardless of who wins, it will be uh, a centerpiece of, uh, of of legislation and debate.
1: Interesting, and and partially fiscally, definitely yes. fiscally driven. So I wanted to move on to U.S. and international relations. Uh, how? Do you think this will be affected by the outcome of the U.S. election? And let's start with the scenario that Trump continues as president.
0: Well, it's uh, that's a complicated one. Um, and it really it obviously has ramifications for the energy sector, but um, it's broader than that. Um, you know, Some of the uh, moves that the Trump administration has taken uh, with regard to trade policy and international negotiations on a bilateral basis. Um, you know, a lot of these things had been building for years. So it didn't really just sort of uh, materialize when 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 Trump uh, stepped into office. Uh, so it's hard to imagine a renegotiation of existing trade packs and a sort of completely different path in terms of international relations on the trade front, uh, regardless of who wins. Um, that said, I think a Biden administration, um, just to sort of flip the script, uh, Will probably be uh, welcomed a little bit more uh, to the table with regard to certain conversations on the international policy front, um, simply because it's it's a it would be a breath of fresh air, so to speak. Um, and there's going to be a lot of interest internationally in how the the new administration, if it does actually come into uh, uh, come into office uh, would approach a lot of the issues, same issues that Trump has been, appro- been approaching uh, with a very hardline uh, stance. Um, and so this steps beyond trade, it gets into the Iran nuclear deal and a host of other things that uh, will ultimately be on the table uh, should there be a shift in administration.
1: And also to include a very US specific questions, we've heard a lot of people being worried about what will happen to fracking if Biden gets elected. What, what's your take on that?
0: Well, it's a great question, and it always comes up in these types of discussions. Um, There's not a lot uh, a president can do to affect hydraulic fracturing activity um, uh, around the United States, largely because that activity has been occurring mostly on private lands. Um, So this, for a president or any administration to do something to directly affect the ability to hydraulically fracture uh, resources on on private lands requires constitutional amendment, so it's going to require legislation. Um, I don't see that happening, even if the Senate flips to Democrat. Um, there are just there are too many special interests aligned to to sort of see a significant movement on that front constitutionally. Um, with regard to federal lands, yes, the president can, by executive order, affect the ability to hydraulically fracture federal lands. We're already seeing some. Uh, uh some expectation of a shift in administration because there is evidently uh been an uptick in uh, um, uh, firms trying to uh, get permits and move forward with drilling on federal lands in certain places like north dakota and new mexico so um uh, certainly there'll be an impact but it's not going to be that significant because again the majority of production from shale and the majority of hydraulic fracturing has been occurring on private lands not federal
1: Thanks. So I wanted to round off with a thousand dollar question. Uh, it looks like the gap between the two candidates is, is it looks to be very narrow. What is your best bet on the likely outcome?
0: Well, that is, I would say that's the million dollar question, but I'll I'll take a thousand for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a tough call. Um, you know, right now uh, I tend to think the polls are are. Uh, Fairly indicative of the way way things will play out, um, you know. I think uh, we'll probably end up seeing a Biden administration uh, as we roll um, roll into twenty twenty one ultimately taking office. Uh, hopefully, there'll be quick resolution. There will be a sort of long protracted discussion or or significant challenges, um, but that remains to be seen. Um, having said all that. Uh, I can honestly tell you that in 2016, I anticipated a Clinton administration. So uh, that should tell you something about my ability to forecast elections.
1: We'll all follow the elections very, very closely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ken, for sharing your very interesting perspectives and to everyone tuning into the ONS Energy Talks.
0: Thank you, Anne. It's, uh, great to see you again.